Welcome to Making Fit Work. I'm your host, Nina McGough, certified personal trainer and nutrition coach and busy mom of two. I'm committed to helping you get real results by sharing best practices and life hacks to staying consistent. I also regularly interview other busy professionals who have mastered the ability to juggle it all while staying the course with their health and fitness. Let's get started. Hey everyone, today I have the pleasure of introducing you to my former colleague and very good friend, Tracy Calabrese. Tracy is a full-time working mom to two preteens. And over the last two years, Tracy has been a personal inspiration to me as she always seems to prioritize her workouts no matter what life is throwing at her. Hi friend, so glad to have you here today. Thank you so much for being my very first guest. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Of course, you were like the first person that came to mind when it came to like interviewees for this podcast, because I know you're such a big inspiration to me personally. So let's dive in a little bit and tell me a little bit about Tracy. Well, Tracy's changed a lot. (laughs) Right now, I'm a full-time working parent. I have two girls, 10 and 12, going on. 15 and 25. And <laughs> I used to work in fitness and now I'm not. So let's get into that. Because, okay. okay, I want to start off with talking a little bit about your overall exercise history. But today's main topic is going to be about motivation. Okay. And that's why I feel like you've been such a big inspiration to me. Because no matter what, you always seem to find, and I'm doing the air quotes, to keep moving forward, no matter what's going on in right. your life. And I know so many people struggle with that. And they keep, you know, coming back to the idea of, finding the motivation? How do you get motivated when you don't want to do the things? So with that being said, I know you are an athlete in high school, Mm -hmm. soccer mostly, right? And track. Soccer and track. Okay, awesome. So from there, did you get right into fitness afterwards? No, no, no. (laughs) So, you know, college, I was a bum. Um, (laughs) you were not. I was, I don't, I honestly don't think I worked out not a day in college. Okay. And then after college, I moved to the Midwest and I moved out there by myself. I didn't know anybody when I went out there and I was in this new space in this new place and weekends, you know, when you're 23 and you're not married and you don't have kids and you have nothing to do, boy, don't we wish that we could go back to that. I started um, signing up for 5Ks because I was living in Chicago. Every weekend in the summer, they had some sort of theme um, 5K and it was ridiculous. There was like an Elvis one and they gave you peanut butter and banana sandwiches oh, at the end. But yeah. it always involved, you know, two drink tickets, too. So yeah. it's <laughs> not a bad motivation. Not a bad motivation when you're 23. So, yeah, I started doing that to fill up my weekends and to meet people. And and then I started really loving to run. And I ran, you know, quite a bit. So I think that is where I sort of got back in it to it from college. Um, from that sort of hiatus. Weightlifting. I mean, I really didn't get into lifting until my thirties. If we're being completely honest, I've never. So even through playing sports? No. I mean, this was back in the nineties. Strength and conditioning. No. We were girls. Yeah. You know, they didn't think about it that back then, I think for us in terms of muscle tone and gosh, the development of hips and why we might need to (laughs) weightlift, you know, so We've gotten more progressive, thankfully, for our female athletes now, but it just wasn't part of the routine, the routine. The training. No. But yeah, so I came to strength training in my 30s. 
So that was after kids or before? After. Okay. Yeah. I mostly just ran. I would do group fitness, cardio workouts. I used to love step aerobics. So you were definitely a cardio queen. Yeah. Well, I didn't know, you know, I was never comfortable in a gym. Right. Going in and weightlifting by myself felt awesome. Did you find that it was hard to get into a gym environment because you were no longer part of a team environment? I don't know. I think I was just intimidated by the predominantly men that were there. Yeah. I mean, Dan and I worked out together. We joined the gym actually that you worked at that we found out later. Oh yeah. That's so funny. And, um, but I would go in. We're talking about revolution fitness. Yeah. Yes. In the South end. In the South end. Yep. We just missed each other. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would go and take a group fitness class while Dan lifted. Right. You know, so I mean, Every once in a while, I would lift with him, but, you know, he's not a certified trainer. And it was just, he just was like, do what I'm doing, but later. And it, you know, it never made any sense. Right, right. (laughs) So fast forward, Mm -hmm. then kids come into the picture. Mm -hmm. When did you come up with this idea of like, I'd like to start lifting weights. I'd like, I think that strength training might be good for me. Well, honestly, we organized through the nonprofit organization that I worked for a 5K every year on Mother's Day. And we had partnered one year with a local fitness trainer and she did some stretching beforehand and she sort of stretched people after. And because they were involved in the organization in that way, I sort of became aware that they were there and they were right down the street from where I worked. And my boss actually was going to see them and doing strength training. And she was quite a bit older than me. And her motivation was her bones. She was an older woman and she Mm -hmm. wanted to stay strong so that she didn't have brittle bones and, you know, that type of thing. And I thought, well, if this 60, 60 year old woman is lifting weights, maybe I should get my act together. That's awesome. Yeah. And I knew these two women from my relationship with them outside of the gym and I trusted them. And so I signed up and it was a financial commitment. And I knew right away that I had to commit to a schedule that if I sort of just left it open, it wasn't going to happen. And so I committed, I worked out for, I want to say five years, every Tuesday, every Friday at 8.30 and every other Saturday morning. So this was like your before work routine or had you already started work and was leaving to go there? No, I would go in, I would drop the kids off at daycare or school and then I would go in and they had shower facilities. So I would do my workout. I would take a shower and get into work. So that's funny. I'm glad that you're mentioning that because I think a lot of people forget or maybe feel intimidated to take advantage of all the amenities and services, right? Right. Like when you're truly trying to make something convenient for you, take advantage of the showers that the gym may have or whatever it is they offer, you know, towel service, anything that takes a little bit of it off your plate. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, just freshening up so that you can get ready and you can take that 10 or 15 minutes out of your day where you're rushing back home right, to take a shower before going back to work. So it's good that you took advantage of all that. Did you feel like that helped you stick to it? Well, I had a supportive work environment, so which was nice because I would show up a couple minutes late, you know, Tuesday and right. Friday morning. But to be honest, like the, <laughs> the days I worked out, I was more productive at work. When you start your day off and you get your adrenaline pumping and I was like, at my desk ready to go and on other days when I didn't work out it's like you get in you unpack you put you know you gotta drink half your coffee before you can respond to emails right yeah (laughs) you need the warm-up period yeah but I think it was more that 
because I had this schedule, because I had someone waiting for me, because I worked out with a group of women that were also on the same schedule as I was, right? they became my friends and they would know if I didn't show up. Right. And then if I walked in the next time and they were like, why weren't you here Tuesday? And I had some lame, like, just didn't feel like coming. Those weren't the words I wanted yeah. to hear. From that wasn't me. motivating for you. No, no, yeah. I, I didn't want to disappoint them. I didn't want, you know, obviously if I was sick or if the kids were sick, if I had a quote unquote legitimate excuse, right. it's fine. But to just walk in there and be like, man, I didn't feel like coming on Tuesday is not a valid <laughs> excuse so, to my commitment. When I was teaching a lot of group fitness at HealthWorks, I saw so many of those fitness friendships yep. join, especially in the group fitness community where you are like feeding off of people's energies. And I taught at this one facility for so long that I remember teaching where I, I've got this like picture of these five women in my head that like they became such good friends mm-hmm. outside of the gym. But it all started with the fact that they always set up near each other or they were always the ones to show up early and kind of were waiting there for class to start. And then they started talking to each other. And then it became this like, I'll see you next class mm-hmm. or like, are you coming to that new class on the schedule? I thought about trying it. And then all of a sudden, and it's funny because I haven't been at this particular gym for so long, but I still keep in touch with all these women. They are now teaching the classes there. All of them. It's amazing to watch. But like their friendship really grew through just meeting each other and holding each other accountable. accountable. Because if one of them didn't show, sure enough, the next week they would be like, you know, like, hey, where were you? Like, it was a great class. You missed it or whatever it was. So I can totally see that. I mean. Fitness is a journey. Mm-hmm. And if you don't take it with a friend, I think you're going to just be left in general. I mean, this is my personal opinion. Yeah, there are, there are these rock stars out there that are really super self-motivated, that they're intrinsically motivated, that it doesn't matter. And they can go in there and they can do whatever they need to do all by themselves and walk out. I think in general, from my work in fitness, when you have a friend, you know, even if they're only your friend inside of that workout, mm-hmm. if you have someone else that's interested in your journey besides just you, you're going to be more successful. Just Absolutely. my, you know. Yeah. And everyone's different, opinion. but I think you're not giving yourself enough credit. You're definitely motivated. I mean, yes and no. I think that there's part of me that is in general motivated, but I think you know, it's not always from the best place. It's right. not, it's a place of, I don't want to let someone else down. It's not right. a, it's not a personal you know, I want to reach this personal goal place. I don't want to let this person down. Or it's recognizing that my stress level is better when I am working out. And I think, I do think people look at me because I've worked in fitness and clearly I, I do love it and think that it's easy for me to be motivated. And it's, it's a daily talking myself into it. It's not the jump out of bed. Let's do this for me. It's getting to that one workout. Yeah. And then making a commitment to the next workout. And I can't tell you how often it's laying in bed going, do I want to sleep? <laughs> or do I want to get yes. up? And am yes. I going to feel better either way? Probably. You know, and there are days when I pick sleep and that's okay because that's what I need in that moment. So let's dive into that a little bit. Okay. Because I think you just said what I want to touch on about like, I think most people who have like general fitness goals, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe um, lose a little bit of weight, just feel better, more confident, energy, uh, maybe decrease body fat or whatever it is. They assume that other people are just motivated. Yeah. That we're just like jumping out of bed, 
you know, even I know I feel like this. I'm, I do this full time, but I'm working with clients. I'm on calls. And like, I think people just assume that I'm like, can't wait to crush the workout every yeah. single day. And, you know, it's like what I'm daydreaming about all day. And that's just not the case. And I think we need to normalize that. Right. That it's like, it's okay to not always feel super motivated. So when was like the first time, because it sounds like you were on a pretty regular schedule, right? Mm -hmm. You had like these fitness friends and you were accountable to them. Mm -hmm. And when was the first time that you really realized how much fitness played a part and not just, you know, you were more productive at work, Mm -hmm. but like your overall stress, your overall, like, when did the motivation kind of change for you a little bit? I don't know that I can pinpoint a time necessarily. I mean, certainly after children, I think my mental health definitely, I could tell the difference. Right. You, you started know. to appreciate the workouts. Yeah. I mean, I think when there's times where you don't get any time to yourself and, you know, again, it's from like these guilt feelings. I need to talk to someone about these feelings of guilt, but, um, <laughs> you know, it was these guilt feelings where it feels really hard to walk away from your kids to take a breather, for example, and just, you know, sit in a room or read a book that feels selfish in a way. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, which is weird. No, it's not weird. It's mom guilt is real. Right. Mom guilt is super real. But for Mm -hmm. me, like going to having a workout felt different. It felt like something that I wasn't just doing for me. Mm -hmm. It felt like something that allowed me this space to be physically apart from my kids and emotionally to deal with the stress of being a parent because it's a lot. And I think, especially with being a mom of girls, I wanted them to see me as a fit person. I wanted them to see how amazing their bodies could be, what they could do. I wanted them to not grow up like I did where, you know, you just play a sport, but the guys sort of dominated the weight room and, you know, being fit as a woman, I think you looked at a little bit differently. Like it's an expectation of men and women. It's different. Um, and I wanted them. I loved when I came home and they would like show me these little routines that they put together. So it became, I think maybe then, um, when I realized you know, I feel like as a new parent in particular, if you can get enough sleep and you can have an outlet for stress, it's just better for you and your family. And if you don't get those things, it just makes life together even harder. And, you know, channeling fear, frustration, anxiety, anything that coming with being a new parent is into something that's positive for my body as well, I think is good for everybody. So if you ever were feeling like, oh, I'm tired, I'd rather stay in bed, you know, because you also had a Saturday morning routine. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of what you told yourself? Like, I'm going to feel better afterwards. Yep. It's like, I need this. Let me start my day this way so that I'm not yelling at my kids on the way to the right. soccer field. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I think now that I'm working out predominantly at home, I think it's about getting started and giving yourself that permission. Like, okay, I'm going to get started with this workout. And if it's not working out today, okay, then I give my myself this permission to walk away, but at least I try, you know, and I think that is also, it's never happened. I've never walked away from a workout that I've started. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? That's an interesting shift because you went from having the outlet to get out of the house, right? go somewhere and have a little yeah. bit of space. And then obviously you started working out from home because of COVID, right? right? So then 
COVID and we're all together all the time. Right. So now you almost had to find a different yeah. way to motivate yourself because it was no longer about having personal space. Right. Well, I mean, I think it's the emotional space. Right. I'm over here doing this thing by myself. Right. And I'm away from you guys for 30 minutes. Yeah. Honestly, interestingly enough, I don't run as much anymore. It doesn't feel as awesome on my body as it used to, mm -hmm. to be honest. But when COVID did hit, I started running again. And mm -hmm. it was more of like a walk, walk run situation, but yeah. it was one of the only things you could do to get physically out. Right. And right. so I did, you know, in the initial months of 2020, like March, April, May, before it got too hot, I was doing a lot more getting outside and running just to clear my head or to think or to move because we were isolated for so long. Right. Yeah. So what helped you or how did you, and I always like to do this air quotes when I say find the motivation yeah. to bring your workouts and your strength routines back indoors. And how did you kind of wrap your head around that? Right. Because again, I think people think that because you have an exercise history that it was probably just easy and flawless. No, I mean, now you're dealing with finding a space that you, you know, it's never uninterrupted, I think. Right. I can't tell you how many Zoom like yoga classes I was in and somebody walked through in their underpants and a dog, <laughs> you know, parked themselves on the mat and there you are. And you're like in downward dog. Yeah. It's like under your face. Yeah, totally. You know, that, that's so hard. I think the motivation was about, again, it was sort of a mental health situation. It's, all right, we're stuck in here. How can I make the most of this time? I was able to get my hands on some equipment, which was great because people couldn't. And right. then honestly, I started doing your, I think I did your 21 day challenge yeah, first. The no sweets, just sweat challenge. Yep. yep. It was that. And it again, it was this commitment. I had 21 days of doing it every day. There was this virtual community and I did it with you on purpose. I mean, right. I care about what you think and I'm, I care that you're paying attention. And I was really intentional about that. It was with you and an, a yoga instructor that I did some virtual training with at the time because I knew you were paying attention to me. And I, again, it was, you know, I don't want people to think I don't want to be fit. Like I want to be fit, you yeah. know, if I could pay someone else <laughs> to be fit for me and I reap the benefits. I mean, yeah, I might do that half the time, but I wanted to be seen. I think that's, you know, I wanted to be yeah. seen and I wanted someone that was going to call me and say, Hey, I haven't seen you. Right. What's going on. Right. And I think too, I think coaches, they're like hairdressers. You know what I mean? They are the people that know you the best. They've seen you in their, your most vulnerable, right? I mean, really some of your most vulnerable positions um, physically. And I think they're like a therapist in ways. And so having these people that I really cared about in my life, also caring about where I was, and it's never just physical. I mean, right. You don't just care about how I'm doing physically. You care how I'm doing emotionally. And they can tell the difference when they're watching you work out. And I think having those check-ins with people that I cared about throughout this pandemic, again, makes me intrinsically motivated. Right. It's not just this external motivation, but this internal motivation to continue. Yeah. I feel like that's important to pick out because so many people I'll hear say like, I can't find my motivation or I'm having a hard time finding the motivation. And it's like, I think sometimes we have to stop looking for it. Right. It's not like this big thing that's going to, you know, it's not like this neon sign that's going to be like, here's your motivation, go do the workout. And I know for me, again, I know people think it's easy, but like I do a lot of what you were saying, like I'll start off with just, I'm going to start this workout <laughs> and maybe 
see how it goes. And I might even give myself permission to quit halfway through. And a lot of times I don't end up quitting, but like saying that in advance and just saying like, you know what, this is supposed to be like a lift and hit workout, right? Heavy and intense. I'm going to kind of go light on the weight, maybe do some body weight stuff and then see how it goes. It kind of wakes my body and mind up a little bit and Uh say like, all right, Nia, this is not that bad. Like stop being dramatic. Right. You can get into the workout now. But I think that so many people get stuck in this, I got to be ready to kill it. Yeah. I got to be ready to bring my A game to this workout. I got to be like in it to win it. And that's what's holding us back, right? Because like you're never going to feel that intense, I can't wait to do this workout every single day. No. If you're waiting for that, it's never going to happen. It's like waiting for the perfect moment to have a family. Like it's never going to be perfect. Right. You're never going to have enough money or you're never going to have this. You just move forward. You just do it. And I think fitness is the same way. You just move forward. One day at a time. One day at a time. Right. And get through one workout. Yeah. Get through one workout. Even just half of it. Whatever gets you started. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've never quit in the middle. Right. Well, that's the thing. But if you give yourself that permission Permission. to like, if I truly am still feeling horrible about this 15 minutes in, I'll stop. Right. And then you don't. You just finish it. And the thing is, if you do, okay. Right. Fine. Go start again tomorrow. I think that too, that, you know, we always talked about fitness as a journey. It's not, there are starts and stops and we have to be okay with that. And I think every day is a new day to start again. And it just because you missed a workout yesterday or just because it's been a week doesn't mean that you're done. It just means that, okay, it wasn't right in this moment. And now we start over and forgive ourselves and move on. Right. Because if you focus on that, you're just going to get farther and farther away from it. And then here you are six months, a year, two years away. And now it feels like an even bigger hill to climb. It's, you know, just give yourself a hurdle and not a hill. You know, I love that. I love that. Yeah. A hurdle, not Not a a hill. hill. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It gets harder every time. Now that's going to be my next cool card for this (laughs) podcast. Hurdle, not a hill. Yeah. How to learn how to get over it. Yeah. But yeah, I I really like that because I think that sometimes when we are waiting for that big motivation, it ends up being like a really negative motivation, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you've let yourself fall off for so long, then it ends up being this wow, I really let this happen for this long. Right. And so, yes, maybe now you're motivated to get started, but right now you've got this big hill to climb right. all over again. Well, and no one cares. No one cares. Like when you walk into a gym again, they don't care. I mean, and it's, if they do, you're the wrong gym. Right. Right. I right. mean, they're meeting you where you are in that moment right. and it doesn't matter. You know, the six months you took off, it doesn't matter. You're you're in the door or you're in your basement or you're in front of your Peloton, wherever you're right. at, you're there now. So great. All right. Get through that workout. Commit to another one. That's it. How would you say, so obviously we talked about COVID going from yeah. having a lot of time <laughs> yes, right on your hands. You're like, all right, now I just got to find a space at home. Got to get my hands on some equipment. I'm going to hook up with some people who I feel like care about my results virtually, right? and make sure that I stay connected to them. And now we're back into sort of normal, like we're, you know, we're back to work full time. The kids are doing summer camps. School is going to be starting because this is August when we're recording this. School is going to be starting. They're going to be into whatever their extracurricular activities start again. I don't know when that is, September, October, October, maybe. Yeah. How, again, do we find the time to continue to feel motivated right. and stay consistent with our workouts. Like, what is your yeah. strategy? I mean, you just have to make it. 
I think what I've learned is I took some time to figure out, you know, when it was COVID and I was unemployed and I could virtually work out whenever I wanted to, I figured out when I felt the best. Mm-hmm. I'm a morning workout person, but I'm not going to get up at four. Like I know that about myself. So I do know that if I don't get up and get it done, the likelihood, if it doesn't happen before noon for me, it's probably not going to happen. Right. So I started setting alarms. I started setting alarms, getting up earlier and getting it in. I try to work out. I do have the luxury of working remotely several days a week. So focusing like, okay, I'm not going to try to squeeze in a workout on Monday morning. When you go into the When office. I go into the right. office and when... I have to get somebody to camp and I have to get like, that's don't really tempt it. Don't set myself up to fail. Right. Don't set myself up to fail and be disappointed in myself. So I think it was looking at my schedule and looking about how, and then it was making a real effort. I mean, it really was, it was setting an alarm and it was dragging myself out and saying, if you don't do this today, then you can't do it tomorrow. Tomorrow when you're trying to get everybody off to where they have to go and you have to be in the office. Right. So I think for me, it was sort of reverting back to what happened before, where I had a schedule. And I think trying is, and but then you have to be flexible too. Things are constantly changing. And, you know, so it was okay. I had this on my schedule to work out and that didn't quite happen. And I'm in the office today and I can't. So I'm going to make sure today that I get up every hour and I climb the stairs. You know what I mean? And I go... They think I'm a nuts at right. work. And but it's like, all right, well, I'm going to get more steps in today because I missed my workout. So at least it feels you're getting, you're still getting good movement. Yeah. In. It's funny that you just said flexible because I just recently posted something that said, yes, consistency is key, but in order to be consistent, you have to be flexible. Right. Cause if you get too rigid about your schedule, right. Things happen, right? A kid gets sick, you know, whatever, a flat tire, like anything could happen. If you're too rigid, then that is going to easily throw off your schedule. And then before you know it, a whole week has gone by and you haven't been able to get in a workout right? just because things happen and now you feel awful about it. And then there's this like big cycle of like, now I need to find the motivation again because I missed a week. And it's like, that's why I think it's important to like get rid of this idea of finding the motivation and just focusing on one day at a time, where to fit it into your schedule. Yep. And how can you be flexible? What would be your advice for someone who was like, and and I know that this happens. I've listened to people break down their schedules for me sometimes. And I'm like, holy shit, you're freaking busy. (laughs) You've got a lot going on in your life. What would you say for that person who is truly, you know, maybe they're single mom in it and they're working full time and they don't have a huge support system because not everybody does. And I know I am thankful for mine. What would be your piece of advice for that person who's like, I struggle to get and stay motivated because it feels like just life is chaotic. Find a friend, find a motivated friend. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's too hard to do by yourself. It really, really is. I think that there are very few people that are that way. And I think that if she, I'm going to say she, if she can find someone who may be more motivated than they are, and maybe they just go for a walk at lunch, you know, if you can find, and that's how you start. That's how you start. And I think, again, it's like fitness is, it's everything. I think that, you know, we have this mindset that fitness is like what you said, this all out. Yes. Lifting a million pounds. And I think fitness is going for a walk at lunch. And I think fitness is dancing with your kids. 
I think fitness is daily handstand challenge. I don't know what it is, but how do you figure out, can you wake up and have a dance party with your kids for 10 or 15 minutes? Can you find somebody else that you can go for a walk with and have that help motivate you? Again, I think accountability is huge. I think it's really helpful to have someone else in your life who's on this journey with you. I totally agree with that. I actually think there was a big part of my journey. And I say journey because I think it's like long too, right? God, I was still living at home or maybe, God, I can't even remember. I think I was in and out of college. So this might've been like the summer in between one of my college years. And my brother became my like fitness friend, right? Yeah. He became my accountability partner. And I was so consistent at this time. We used to go to the YMCA in New Bedford. And um, this was, you know, before social media and all that stuff. But like, we only had pagers, right? So there was no texting to be like, I don't feel like going today. I won't be at the gym. Like he got out of work at, you know, 2.30. I was at the gym in the parking lot at three o'clock just waiting for him. Yeah. So there was no bailing on each other. There was no like, I'm going to text him and tell him I'm not coming or him texting me saying, I don't feel like going after work because he would leave work and be like, I know my sister's already at the Y waiting for me. I got to get there. Even if he was running late, I would just be waiting for him. And that was huge for me at that time because it was in and between college. Um, I didn't really have any friends who were into fitness at that time. I was still pretty young. I was into lifting weights, which so like you mentioned, predominantly men. I was like the only girl in there with yeah. him, you know. But if I didn't have him, knowing that he was going to meet me there, I probably would have bailed. Yeah. Oh, God. 50% of the time. Right. Absolutely. Because I knew that every time I walked in, I'd be the only girl in the weight room. Right. So being there with my bigger brother, like, made me feel safer. It made me feel more confident and comfortable. Yeah. And we walked in together. We warmed up. We went into the weight room. He did his thing. I did my thing. And then we like left together. And that was huge. So I do think finding a buddy, I will say finding a buddy who maybe already is a little bit motivated. Like if you're really looking for the help so that you don't enable each other to do this, like, I don't feel like coming or I don't going, I'm running late. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I mean, if you're starting from scratch, you want someone with some established level of fitness and Not to say that you can't do it with someone, but I agree. I think it has to be somebody who's going to push you a little bit, who's not going to let you get off so easy. Or maybe someone whose like schedule is not as rigid as yours so that there doesn't become a conflict of like, and now this came up and now that came up. You know, you'll always have that person that, you know, their schedule is pretty dependable. They're definitely going to be there. Well, I don't think it has to be someone who's totally participating with you either. I think if you're going to a gym, maybe it's the front desk staff. Maybe you make a point of every time you walk in the gym, you say hello to whoever this person is, you know. And so if they don't see you for a little while, it's like, hey, where's so-and-so? You know, I think it doesn't have to be that formal. Mm -hmm. But I think anything where you're like, oh, man, I need to go say hi to that. (laughs) So I kind of did that a little bit over the pandemic because I was feeling a little like, when do I find the best time to work out? Right. Like with the kids here, everybody's home all the time. And I almost did that. Now that you say it, I don't think I realized I was doing it. But I would tell TJ, my husband, like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to work out at three o'clock today. And he was like, "Uh, "Okay, like, why are you telling me? And it was like, I just felt like I need to say it out loud. 
to somebody that this is what I plan on doing. Yeah. Don't bother me at this time. And it was funny because five minutes before three, like if we passed each other in the house, he'd be like, aren't you going to go work out? Yeah. And I was like, you remembered. (laughs) I did say I was going to do that. I kind of just like said it out loud as a way for like everybody else to hold me accountable. Like I would even say it to the kids like, hey, you're going to have lunch. You're going to have a snack. We're going to do this. And then I'm working out. Yep. And you guys can, you know, whatever, watch TV while I do that, right? Yep. Because then they'd be like looking at their watch or the clock on the wall. Like mom said we could watch TV at three o'clock when she goes for her workout. Right. Mom, go downstairs, go downstairs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> then they'd be running over like, aren't you going to get in your workout, mom? You'll right. feel so much better afterwards right. with the remote in their hands, you know? It doesn't have to be that more complicated. Yeah, it really does. I think we do tend to overcomplicate it in our heads. Because, and I know we were talking about this offline, I think this idea of motivation comes so much from social media and all that stuff where like the messages are geared towards like elite athletes, right? right? Like train hard, eat, train, sleep, repeat, don't quit, blah, blah, blah. You can't, you know, and it's just like, all right, tone it down, first of all. (laughs) Right. And second of all, it's like, yes, for people who are playing pro sports for people who are on competitive leagues it's their job right i think that's the missing part of it we look up to these people and i'm not saying that we shouldn't right they are you know physical specimens they are getting paid for that right that's what they do if they (laughs) they're getting paid to be physically fit and i'm sure even they have times where they're not motivated But the problem is, is as Gen Pop, essentially, we're comparing ourselves to those messages and those like that mentality and expecting that like we should have that mentality. If we truly want to lose five pounds or get into better shape or whatever it is, like we should be like train hard, like get at it, waking up, like ready to smash your goals. And it's like, well, no, (laughs) we yes, those things are important. They're important to you. But. We don't have to be so all or nothing to get there. We don't have to be. Yeah. I think it's about being realistic. Mm -hmm. I think it's not setting yourself up to fail. You know, I think it's looking at your life realistically, looking at your goals realistically that are real and true and genuine and personal, but are attainable and then figuring out how to get that done. And, you know, in that moment when you've just had a baby and you're postpartum and you're recovering and you have a toddler running around, like, are you going to go run a marathon? No. Do some people? Yeah. Okay. Good for her. Super. So great. And I think it's about prioritizing too. I think there are some people who prioritize fitness above all else. And that's awesome. I think that some of us can't do that. And I think we live in this world where you know, everything takes 10 minutes, work out for 10 minutes, relax for 10 minutes, sleep for eight hours, meditate for 10 minutes, do yoga at least once a week, do this one. And you have to decide, okay, what works the best for me? Mm -hmm. Where can I really focus my time and attention? How can I prioritize this in a way that makes me successful? Right. Because when you go all in right away, I always got nervous, you know, when we got a new client, And they walk through the door and they signed up for five days in a row. Right. It's just, I love it. I'm excited for you. You're excited and that's great. But that only takes you for so long. Right. And then it's just an unsustainable way of doing it. And then it's a crash and burn situation almost every single time. So set realistic expectations, understand when you can fit it in and how you can fit it in. Find stuff you love to do. 
Yeah. You know, I loved running for so much of a part of my life and I just can't do it anymore. And right. there's people who would continue to force that and get injured and then set themselves back. And I had to look at it and be like, okay, I'm going to mourn the loss of this thing that I loved and I'm going to find the next thing that I love. And I think what you talked about, like flexibility and not being so rigid in those routines that you can't turn around and reevaluate and find the next thing that you love doing. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I feel like we should end it there, but I do have one more question. Okay. So was there ever a time where you did feel like I am absolutely not motivated to work out? I'm just like off of this game. Or did you always kind of find something to get you to that next workout? You know, there might be longer spaces. I can't name a time in the last 10 years where it went more than a week. I mean, it's just, I do love it as much as I sit here and say, it's so hard. I mean, it is hard, but I love it. I love the way I feel with it. I love emotionally how it makes me feel. I love I sweat all the time, but I love the sweat that actually comes from physical <laughs> exertion. I love the role model that I hope that I am to my kids. Yeah, I just, there hasn't been a time, I don't think, in the, like I said, in the last 10 years where I've just prioritized it in my life. Right. And I think I forgive myself for those times when I just can't do it. Right. I've had a it's ton of loss. Deal. The last couple of years, a ton of change. We've changed jobs. We've changed homes. We've lost parents. And I think it was the only consistent thing that I had. Yeah. Yeah. It's something I knew I can do. I can do this. I'm going to feel better after. It's going to make me feel slightly better, even if it's only that time that I'm doing it. Agreeing that it's super hard and continuing in spite of that. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that you said that because I know that was a big why you inspire me so much is like you did have so much change over the last two years. And then I would see you on the app. Tracy completed a workout. I'm like, mother freaking Tracy, killing it, even though she's got like a world of shit going on around her. I don't think I could have dealt with that world. Right. Without it. I don't I really or not effectively. And I'm not saying I did the best job even with it. I know that I am the best version of myself when I'm working out. And I think if I hadn't it would just have been so much harder. Do you think there was a time, or I don't know if we maybe already sort of talked about this when you were talking about transitioning to work, like after kids and having the space to go, but like, because I feel the same way, but how do people who are kind of still newish to fitness mm -hmm. and kind of haven't quite got their a grasp on staying so consistent enough that they're able to feel those benefits, right? Because I feel yeah. like it does take some time yeah. for you to recognize like, wait a minute, this has way more effects on me than just, you know, the 10 pounds I'm trying to lose mm -hmm. or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I know for me, if I have a bad week, like maybe I just, I can't get to a workout super busy. Like my overall mood and mm -hmm. energy is just off. But it took me a while to like put the two together and realize how connected it was. I mean, I think it's about noticing. I yeah. think it's about paying attention. And I think, you know, it works really well in terms of like when we talk about nutrition outside of fitness, I think no one likes to food journal. Everyone hates it. Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, I don't know anybody who loves it, but it shows you really you know, when I eat this, I feel this way. Right. And I think without saying it out loud, without writing it down, it's hard to see that. And I think so it's noticing. I think it's really paying attention. I think if we go into it noticing and being, again, realistic, 
walking mm-hmm. in and understanding nothing is instantaneous. Nothing. That's why we keep using that word journey. This is right. not a quick fix. It's it's a lifetime commitment to yeah. <laughs> your health and your body. And you've got to go into it with your eyes open yeah. and make that commitment from day one. Again, and it's about forgiveness. It's about looking and saying, okay, I screwed up and I'm going to move forward. That right. You don't throw in the towel just because of one bad day or one bad week or one bad month. You just pick up where you left off yeah. or maybe two steps backwards, but then you go forward again. I always say though, that muscle memory is a beautiful thing. Yeah. If you miss a week or two, that first workout back might feel awful, but like for your body wise, like it takes one or two workouts to get right back into it right. and feel just the way you did before. Right. It's just that mentality of like, oh my God, I haven't done this in a couple right. of weeks. I'm going to feel awful. It's like muscle memory is a beautiful thing. Yeah. It might feel a little hard to get through on this first one. So that's why you have to be flexible right? and, you know, flexible with your mindset and forgive yourself for not feeling super badass on that first workout back or whatever it is and just kind of getting through it, checking the box and then getting on to the next one. Well, and I think I'll go back to my other point that find fitness that you love because nobody wants to slog through it constantly. I think, you know, when you're first starting out and things might feel not as strong or you might feel more sore, but if you don't like it, like at all, at all, then find the physical thing that you like Mm -hmm. to do. You know, there are certain group fitness things I am not interested in at all. And I just don't waste my time with them. And not that I don't try new things, but I think it's that trial and error to figure out when do I feel my best. As women, I think we all need strength training to some degree. And I think that maybe you hate it, but a little bit, but you don't have to be a champion weightlifter. Right. If it's not your thing, if cycling is your thing, if running is your thing, if yoga is your thing, like walk into that eyes open, right. Head first and do it. And then maybe sprinkle something else in here and there just to balance things out. Yeah. If you hate it, you're never going to stick with it. Yeah. I feel like I always say in a perfect world, we'd all be strength training two, three times a week, doing cardio two or three times a week, doing yoga and Pilates two or three times a week. But that's not realistic. You kind of have to find the thing that you love the most, create like a plan, maybe based around that, those things that you like the most, and then sprinkle in the other things if you can. And if you enjoy it at all, or just interested in trying new things. I mean, I love yoga and I only get there once a week, but I have to be like, okay, better than doing none at all. (laughs) Right. And you just have to give yourself that level of forgiveness. Do I want to do more? Yes. Can I fit it in? No. Right. Okay. That's fine. Realistically. Here we are. Yeah. Great. (laughs) (laughs) and we're checking the box so we can get through one workout today and another one hopefully tomorrow and or the next day after whatever whatever my schedule allows i think that's a big thing and i i want people to have that i'm not sure when this episode is going to go live exactly but probably the beginning of the school year sometime and i want people to keep that in mind as far as like looking at their schedule realistically. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes when we get excited and when we do have the motivation and get excited about a new workout program or plan, we go, okay, I'm going to start waking up early or I'm going to do this as soon as I get out of work and I'm going to do it five days a week. And we're not like really planning on how that's going to fit into our lives realistically. Like, all right, what happens if something comes up with school pickup time? Like I'm throwing things out there, obviously. Or like, you know, what happens if you work out, you wake up a little later on this day? Like, let's be a little bit more realistic about our planning and flexible so that 
if something pushes us off, our motivation doesn't go flying out the window. Right. Well, and something is always better than nothing. Right. Something. Just move. Just check the box. If your kid has some surprise thing and you're, (laughs) you know, I spent how much time last year because of COVID sitting in a parking lot because my kid had an activity. Girls are swimmers and we had to take them to the Y. And we had to sit out and wait in the parking lot. We right. couldn't go in. And and so is there another mom sitting in their car that will go for a walk with you when you have nothing else to do in that moment? Right. You know, or maybe that's your alone time and you relax and meditate in that moment, yeah. you know, figuring out. I mean, which, again, is part of I wouldn't say fitness, but fitness, you know, overall health, right. you know, overall focus health, yeah. on your overall health. Fit it in where you can, when you can. And then forgive yourself for that and figure out what next workout is <laughs> get over the hurdle and, and not the, the hill. hill i yeah. like it thanks so much for being here Tracy. i feel like this yeah. was so good i hope that everybody else appreciates this advice and just like the final food for thought is you know don't get so heavy reliant on this like motivation that you're hoping is gonna like swoop in and take you on this journey you kind of have to stop looking for it and just create it yourself so, step by step yep And sometimes it's going to look different every day. Yes. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Making Fit Work. If you did, it would mean so much to me if you took a minute to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. It really does make a difference and would be super helpful to me. Also, if you have any topic suggestions, if there's something in particular you'd love for me to address on this podcast, feel free to shoot me a message. I would absolutely love to hear from you. You can shoot me a DM on Facebook or Instagram and find me at fitwith underscore Nina. Again, you can find me at fitwith underscore Nina, or you can join my private community on Facebook called Making Fit Work and drop topic suggestions in there. Until next time, my friends, be strong, be healthy, be happy.